week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbro Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie Agency Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey, well, welcome to the Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. Uh, it's Tuesday, September. I'm sorry, it's not September anymore. It's October 4th, 2022. All right, so what do we think? Washington versus Dallas on Sunday. Um, you know, to me, it was a decent win. It wasn't like exciting. It wasn't explosive. It was just a, it was just a win against a, a far lesser opponent. So, you know, we took care of business on that aspect. Now, I'll give you five takeaways and then what we need to do against the Rams. So, I don't have my co, my, well, I call him my co-host, but he's, but he's a Cowboys fan. Uh, I don't have Gabe here. So, we're doing this solo here. Well, Angela's right there. So, um, so. I don't know if you want to talk to me. I don't know if I want to talk to you, actually. Well, anything that I, that I say wrong, or if you want to chime in with your opinion, chime in. Hey, man. We're trash. That's all I got to say. O-line doesn't exist. You see that, world? You see that, world? You hear that? <laughs> but let me give you five. Let me start with the quarterbacks first. Let me give you uh, Carson Wentz. Okay, Carson. Just like Stephen A. went off on Baker Mayfield yesterday. Carson, I'm going off on you, buddy. You should not be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Okay? Like, I don't know where you get the fact that you go to a team, you're the automatic starter. You're like this big time. You haven't been big time since you got out of college. Like, they, I thought Taylor Heidenke last season did a lot better than, uh, uh, all the quarterbacks that, that, that had, they had on that roster last season. I don't know why he wasn't offered the opportunity to get this job this season. Carson, Carson Wentz looks so horrible. I just don't get why Washington went ahead and start this dude. Like clearly they have weapons on the outside. McLaurin, uh, Logan Thomas, uh, they had the rookie Jahan Dotson who scored a touchdown this game. Um, they have every piece, but they need the ball. And Carson Wentz is taking hits after hits after hits after hits, which, by the way, is is good in my standards, but it's not good on Washington's standards because Washington, he, he, Washington got him, like he's your number one starter. Like to me, he's not a star in this league. Keep him as a backup. Like look at his stats in, in, in Indianapolis. He's the reason why they didn't go to the postseason. Look at Philly. He's the reason why he they didn't go to the Super Bowl. It was all Nick Foles. So, no way in hell Carson Wentz should be starting on a football field. Okay? Now, now, granted, we don't know where, we don't know what the thought process of going to watch the season was, but I have a pretty good idea that there's quarterbacks out there, there's Taylor Heineke, there's the rookie Sam Howe, that can, that can play a lot better than what Carson Wentz showed us on Sunday. Okay? 
So that's my take on Carson Wentz. I I, I just think, and he's one of my annoyingest quarterbacks in the league. I, I I just don't. There's no hype. Why why are we hyping this guy up to fail? Obviously, he, he's he's failed at, at every stop he's gone to. So, I don't understand the hype in Washington. You, you guys are not going anywhere. Um, that's that, man. I I, I just don't I, I just don't get it. <laughs> but let's go to the Dallas side. Cooper Rush. Okay, now I saw. You know, you know, I always read social media. I always read like, okay, well, cars. You know, Cooper Rush wins another game. This is his uh, third straight game. He's won this season. He's four and zero career wise. Um, uh, he doesn't put impressive numbers. He's just a game manager. I just don't understand how he's better than Dak. That's my question. How is Cooper Rush better than Dak? Dak is more creative. Dak can give us 30, 40 points a game on that offense. Cooper Rush can give us a boring offense, but yet it's good. It's good enough for us to win. As long as you have a great defense, which we do have, then it's good enough to win. So I don't get why everybody's disrespecting Dak, trade Dak, or Dak should be number two, uh, you know, all this and all that, all that nonsense. Like Dak, it, Dak is our quarterback, and he'll be our quarterback till whatever happens. If he gets a serious injury that forces him into retirement, or um, you know, if he plays inconsistently throughout his whole entire career, then we'll talk about uh, Cooper Rush or any other quarterback that steps on the field for the Dallas Cowboys. But no, Dak. This is Dak's team. Dak will be the quarterback until he comes back. Because we want 30 points. Cooper Rush can give us so so much, and I'm pretty sure he can. But not on this team. Maybe a, a team that needs a quarterback right now that he can automatically step in and lead them to victories. But I, the NFL is changing. It changes every year to the point where we're seeing teams, even the bad teams, get explosive a little bit. Teams are scoring 30 points. Teams are, you know, uh, running the ball efficiently. Uh, teams are um, uh, throwing the ball efficiently. Uh, teams are playing, are, are, are having faster defenders. The NFL changes every single year. And so, in my opinion, Dak stays the quarterback on this team. At all. Period. Now, Let's go to number two. Number two will be, we need more, uh, like I said, we need more points. The defense is stepping up. So we gotta, on offense, we gotta produce more points. We can't have the defense step up every single game, which they have. I mean, do you realize that they're averaging a touchdown a game? These opponents? A touchdown? A game? I mean, we're not talking about multiple touchdowns. We're talking about one touchdown a game. Like, we gotta be able to, uh, take advantage of the defense being rested and then and then um, having our offense go up down the field uh, scoring 30 points it's called play calling and I, I gotta give a little credit to uh, to Kellen Moore uh, Kellen Moore has tried to figure out but I wish that we opened the playbook more for Cooper Rush Cooper Rush has been on this team for a long time so we gotta open it. We got, we, we got, we got some receivers on the outside now. 
So we got to be able to uh, get the ball out. We're able to, you know, we got to create open lanes uh, for the running backs. We got to be able to, um, you know, open the playbook a lot more for these guys. We got a complete team now. I mean, granted, week one, I didn't think that we, we had enough. Now we have enough. We have enough to the point where if a starter goes down, the next person will step up. So in this case, we need more points, Kellen Moore. We need something. And it starts with Mike McCartney. If Mike McCartney wants to throw the ball more, which in this case, I wouldn't throw the ball more because you look at Cooper Rush's attempts right now. Um, he's throwing it less than 30 times a game. Uh, you know, for Dak, the minimum is 40 for Dak. If Dak does not throw the ball more than 40 times a game, we win. Cooper Rush, I mean, I think this is where, this is good where he's at. He went 50 for 27 for 223 yards and two touchdowns. Now he had two picks, but they were called back due to penalties. So thank God for that. So, but I would say, I would say that, um, the fear attempts the more we run the ball. Like, you know, Zeke Elliott, I mean, he had 49 yards, but, you know, you're, you're playing against a front, a, a, a great front seven in Washington. Um, but it does, it depends on the opponent game by game by game. So in this case, we'll see if they, if they produce more points once the, the, you know, the schedule gets a little more, more tougher down the road. And I'll explain to that, uh, later on. Number three, receivers are stepping up. Now, C.D. Lamb stepped up. He played his game six, six, 90, six for 97 and a touchdown. Uh, let's give a shout out to Michael Gallup, man. Michael Gallup battled through a lot. Had a torn ACL. You know, many people thought, okay, well, well, that, that was it. You know, I thought that he's going to play this game. I thought, you know, I, you know, give him some time and all this stuff. Give him some time to get together. Um, uh, get healthier, get his mind right. But he played great. You know, two for 24 and a touchdown for Michael Gallup. You know, hey, he gives him another weapon on the outside, outside of CD and, uh, Noah, Noah Brown. And so is it a decent receiver core? Um, probably not, but it's good enough for us to win games. And I expect CD to step up, you know, to step it up a little bit more, even though, you know, you're playing against Washington's, you know, you know, the, the zone coverage was, was completely weak. Um, you know, could have played a little bit of man, you know, considering that they have physical cornerbacks and safeties. And so, um, I was looking for that man to man coverage on Washington's side, but I didn't see it. I saw a lot of zone and, Granted, when you play against zone, the middle of the field is always going to be open. You got to play the zone right. And so, in this case, um, CD, I do expect you to. Um, I want more games like this for you, from you, and not have to drop the ball. Not have. I mean, granted, if the opposite corner is good enough to stop you, then we got to give him praise. But. I don't think anybody's going to, you know, mess with you, CD. I mean, we got Gallup now. Gallup's coming come to form. Um, we got, uh, Noah Brown. We got the two, we got three tight ends that can step up, you know, 
even though Dalton Schultz, this wasn't his best game. Uh, he's coming back from injury. So, you know, but I do want to see Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot a lot more, uh, in the passing game. I want to see what they can do. And we got, you know, two quality running backs that can catch the ball in the flats. You know, Tony Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott can do that. Um, so, but receiver wise, I do expect us to, you know, to step, step it up a little bit more as the teams get tougher. Like I said, number four, we got a lot of depth. Like I said, uh, you know, Dalton Schultz wasn't his best game, but the two tight ends came through. Um, well, they didn't play much this game, but you know, I do want to see them moving forward. Uh, I do want to see them catch a pass a little bit more um you know i want i do want them to break it out a little bit um you know uh we got to give praise to dante fowler you know dante fowler 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 is he's playing he's playing lights out um you know and i thought you know he, he used to be a former first round pick um in atlanta you know, came over here because Dan Quist is a defensive coordinator and he could fit within the scheme. And so, uh, Dante's really played his game and I really, really cheer for this guy to, 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 to play through, play through his contract. I really am because I think that we got a decent enough, uh, depth to get us to where we need to go. Now, is it Super Bowl worthy? It's too early to say. There's a lot of teams out there that that are better than us, but we got to get our offense fixed. But depth wise, we got depth around. We got to keep help. We got to stay healthy, though. That's the thing, and that's why I fear every game. Like someone might go down, but yet the next person can come up and step up. Um, you know, and, and it was the same thing last year. Last year we had depth as well. We got deeper depth this season. Um. You know, before I, before I go to my final take, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Donovan Wilson, the hard hitting safety for the, for, for the Cowboys. I do want to give him a shout out because, uh, um, you know, that, that kid there, man, he, he is, uh, he's special. He's special. Um, you know, you know, I, I do expect him to, you know, play like that. You know, we, we got it back in to the point where we, we got, you know, our safeties, our, our safeties, our cornerbacks are getting it together. Uh, last year it was, uh, uh, you know, even though Trayvon Diggs was getting every interception, um, you know, but we never seen a, a safety come from the spot to hit the quarter, hit the hole so hard. And, you know, teams have to count for him. Um, I think every team's got to count for the Cowboys, you know, you know, blitzing defense, you know, you never know who's going to come free. You know, it could be Gallimore, it could be Basham, could be, uh, Sam Williams, could be Micah, definitely Micah. And it could, it could be anybody. Uh, so that's where our depth comes in. We got depth all around. And so, um, defensively, we, we're going to get it together. Now, do I expect this team to, to, keep it up all season long I hope so but then again you're going to have games where you're going to give up 20 points you're going to give up 30 points to the point where it could be a win it could be a loss like I, I like if we ever give up 20 points or 30 points or high high 
efficient offense, then you know what? It's just it's just a game where you know the defense was off. It's just one game. Like it's not like I would like to have a complete defense, but at the same time, you know the teams are teams are better. And in this case, right now in the first four, we've done a decent job to hold teams under under two touchdowns a game. Right now, it's early, but it's looking good so far. Number five. Now this was a twenty-five ten game. Dallas. We won the game. We got the Rams next. I did take a sneak peek of the game last night against the 49ers on the Rams side. Um, you know, um, the Rams, the Rams surprised me a little bit. I mean, they're, they're not, they're not that sexy team that we had last year where, you know, their, their offense was rolling and then all of a sudden, you know, their defense was stepping up. I think they got manhandled this game by the 49ers uh, all around. Um, you know, is it going to be tough a tougher game this this upcoming this upcoming Sunday? I believe so because we you know the Rams will be coming off a loss, a loss that they should have a win a, a game that they should have had. But at the same time, um nothing's given in the NFL. You got to earn it. Well, actually, you gotta go after it. And so, I do think this is a tougher game. Both defenses are good. Um, you know, offensively, uh, the Rams have just one offensive weapon that I saw. Uh, they barely have a running game. Um, the Cooper Cup, if we keep, keep him in check, the offense is, is, is non-existent for the Rams. Um, but, at the same time, you know, Cooper Cup is going to, he has, he, he's going to do something. He, he's going to get his, we just got to be able to match it. Playing in, in, in an environment where you got, uh, Aaron Donald and you got Jalen Ramsey on the outside defending, he's probably going to be defending CD Lamb. And he is the best, I, I do think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in this league, but, uh, you know, you got to be able to get past those hurdles. And I'm not looking towards the Philly game right now. I'm looking at this game. My question is how do we run the ball against this team? How are we how what is the what is the uh scheme to block Aaron Donald cuz you know he's going to get free. He's no you know he's going to get a cup make a couple of plays. Uh you know he's going to um you know do things that leads the team to victory. You know, um, I do think, you know, Cooper Rush won't have a clean pocket. Now, I could be wrong. I could say, okay, Cooper Rush can have all around clean pocket all game long, but I don't think that's the case. The Rams defense is pretty good, but I just, you know, when you don't have a clean pocket, you got to be able to make plays, and that's where Dak's creativity came in, comes in. Now, Jerry, I didn't listen to the radio; I didn't read this morning. Jerry said he wouldn't rule Dak out, and but Dak is saying, or other people are saying, well, he can't grip the football. If you can't grip the football, then what makes you think you you should be able to step on the field right now against a team that that 
can dial up the pressure, can go after that dumb. Like you got to be able to grip, the, you got to be able to tuck it and run with it, Dak. You can't, you you can't say that you're ready to play. Like you've been saying that since you got the surgery. You had surgery three weeks ago. Like, relax, man. We got we we, we got this. Like we, I I don't know about the Rams game. I don't think he should come back for that. I don't think he should come back for the Eagles game. I think my best bet will be later, the end of this month, into the bye week. That way it buys you more time of rest. Now, it does take that we got to win the next four games. But, you know, a loss is a loss. You know what I'm saying? If we lose one game, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you know, we lost, we lost. We got hit in the mouth. But I'm tired of Dak saying I'm ready to go. I'm tired of Jerry saying the same damn thing. Like, Jerry, you are not no doctor. You are an owner. You take people's money for a living. You make Cowboys fans think that we're going to the Super Bowl every single year, but yet we fall short of expectations. Like, I'd rather hear that from a doctor. Like, you got a lot of them on the sidelines. And he tells Coach McCartney, hey, Coach, he can't go today. He can't grit the football. Like that, you gotta understand. If you cannot grab, grab the football, you should not say, I'm gonna come back for this game. I'm gonna come back for the Eagles game. No, I know they're, they're, they're big games. But right now is not the time to say, I'm gonna come back. We got this, man. Cooper Rush is gonna do his thing. Our defense is, is legit. Okay, as long as we don't turn the ball over. Which Cooper Rush has not done that. And he hasn't, he hasn't even been touched. Now, granted, if we, if we are on a loser streak, I, I can understand you coming back. But we're fine. We're, we're tied with the Giants. We have the, we have the tiebreaker. I mean, obviously the Eagles are undefeated. They're not going to be undefeated all season long. Let, let's get that straight. I, I, I mean, I hope they're undefeated when we play them, which will be next, next Sunday. So, no, like, Dak, no, Jerry, no, be quiet, go get healthy, Dak, wait till the bye week to come back, that buys you more time to get healthy, that buys you more time to actually throw a football, like, Cooper's doing his thing, I mean, if we, heck, if we go and score 21, 24, 27 points, it's fine, it's fine. As long as it turns into wins, which it will turn into wins, it's fine. But it's not, it's not going to be the end of the world if we lose. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. So we just got to see, man. Um, you know, this is why I don't listen to Jerry's interviews because Jerry says the wrong things. Jerry, you know, Jerry is not a team doctor. He is an owner. Period. I, I, I just, I, you know, like I said, I, like I said before the season, I just don't see how other teams do it. Other teams bring their owners on to just talk about the team, uh, how they're going to sell the team, uh, the team's expectations for the season, all that stuff. But Jerry, Jerry, Jerry is a part of this football team, but at the same time, he should be the owner, not your team trainer, not your team play calling. 
not your team decision maker. That's Mike McCartney. That's Kellen Moore. That is the team trainers. That's everybody that is wearing that is wearing a Cowboys hat. Jerry does not. Jerry is a businessman. I want to hear from Mike McCartney. I want to hear from Kellen Moore. I want to hear from Dan Quinn. I want to hear from the trainer on Dak's injury. I want to hear Kellen Moore and Mike McCartney say, okay, Dak is good to go. Which he's not good to go for this game or the next game or the next game. My preface is the bye week. That's it. Now, let's switch gears. We're going to talk about my team, the UNT. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the Mean Green football. Okay, now, great. there was a game played on Saturday, obviously, you know, early time. Um, early time was 3 o'clock. Um, you know, I, I just don't get these early times, man. Everybody's playing at night. I can understand everybody playing during the day, but I don't understand. I don't know. But... We played against Florida Atlantic this game. And, uh, and I was hoping to see fireworks. I was hoping to, uh, the quarterback, uh, Nicole Perry come through, but he, he, he did not impress me. And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. But first, UNT came into this game, uh, two and three, one and oh in district. I'm sorry, in conference play. District comes from high school. I don't know why district came in my mind. But, um, I, I just don't get it, guys. Um, why do we continue to support this team? Why do we invest in this team? You know, I heard a bunch of their press conferences and they're saying we won the championship. They're like, okay, we're a great team, man. We, we got this. Woo. We're, 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 uh, we're, we're legit. We're, we're like, we're like, you're talking like you're five and oh. Like, great teams can say, can say those things, but you're not a great team. Period. Even if you won this game, you're still not a great team. Just say you're a decent team. You got blown out. Like three of those losses, you got blown out. Like they weren't even close. You gave up 50, you gave up more than 40 points in those games. Like stop saying you're a great team. Like y'all are way over your heads saying that, oh yeah, you know, we, you know, we gave you, you know, V 58 points. Oh, we gave, uh, you know, SMU 48 points. You know, like we're a great team. Like dude, no, you're not. And I hate, and I hate to say that, but you're not. Great teams don't give up more than 40, 40 points to lesser opponents. Great teams say, you know what? We're going to blow out every team every all game long, which you have not. The one blowout was the Texas Southern game, which you, you should, which you should blow them out. But stop being way over your head. Say the truth and say, you know what? We can do better. We can do better defensively. We can call better plays on offense, which you have not. Am I happy that they're three and three? I'm not. Like, what has this team done to to gauge my interest? 
They have done absolutely nothing. I guess my interest will be, I, I guess, I guess my interest will be right now, they, they invest so much in the football program that I want to see where they take it. Is it to another ball game? Is it to uh, a, a conference championship, which we have not won? And I can only say, well, I don't know why we have won because we're not a great team. We don't, we're, we're not, we're not good enough at all, at all phases of the game. We're not good enough, period, in the story. But I want to talk about this game. That's my little rant. Uh, you know, the prayer, the, their press conferences were funny to me. And I just want to get that out because I, I, I am tired of people lying to us. Especially when you're in college. You're lying to us. Like what, you can go to Texas and then, or Alabama. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll tell you the truth. But stop lying to us and saying that you're a great team because you're not. Number one, uh, Nicosti Perry, Nicosti, Nicosti, I can't pronounce his name, but he did not impress me. Coming from, uh, uh, you know, being the number six quarterback, you know, when, you, you know, the year Mac Jones was there, the year, uh, I'm trying to look, Malik Willis was in your class, um, you know, I thought, okay, well, you know, he's a, he's a transfer from University of Miami. I thought, okay, he's gonna, he's gonna torture us. He's gonna throw for over 300 yards. He's gonna run for 100 yards. He's gonna score a bunch of touchdowns for this team. But he was, he was damn right garbage, man. Look at this stat. 26 for 50 for 295 yards and two touchdowns, two interceptions. Okay, those are not great stats to me. To me, when when you are a higher ranked quarterback, you don't throw two two three interceptions against a, a weaker defensive team that gives up thirty points a game. You don't throw that, and they say, "Well, we're a great defense." Well, in UNT, you haven't been a great defense in years, <laughs> years. But you were good. You were good, good this game. Not good all season. This game, and so. I was seeing, I, I wanted to see that, but I didn't see anything from, from Perry. I just think he's overrated, honestly. I can say that. Because it's true. He's overrated, man. Like all that hype coming to Florida Atlantic and all that stuff, you know, I, you know, I always think that Florida Atlantic will get, will, will win the conference USA. I always think that. And I still, and I still, I don't know. I just feel like that conference is wide open. But, you know, I was hoping to see NFL type numbers and I, and I don't see it from him. I didn't see it from him this game. Considering the fact that our defense was garbage and they made it through. I think those two turnovers is the reason why they can say, well, we got a great team. <laughs> no, you don't have a great team. If you had a great team, then you'll be 6-0. <laughs> Giving up less than 30 points a game. So, you know, I was, uh, but I want to switch, I want to switch over to Ani. Ani wasn't impressive either. Um, he went, uh, what, he went 
14 for 24, 180, three touchdowns and an interception. Well, actually, you know what? That's typical numbers for him. Because we got, what, four, three, four solid running backs that can run the ball. They were doing a little bit of wildcat here and there. But I should not be throwing the ball more than 40 times a game. I think the last game he threw 27 for 49 for semi, for 371 yards. They're great numbers, but you're not that type of dude that can throw 40 times a game on me. Like your accuracy's off. Um, your play calling is off. Um, the only good thing that you have is the offensive line. The offensive line is doing its job, but on it, you're not, you're, you're not getting the ball out more, more than you should. I mean, you, 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 you do the ball three, you do three touchdown passes. That's great. But at the same time, I want the accuracy to pick up, you know, that way if the running game is not there, we can, we can depend on you to lead us to victory, which I think the last two games, UNT was depending on him to lead them to victory. But, you know, we already know the end results of that. Um, in this game, he threw his, he threw his pick six as usual. You know, it's the third time in what two games that, that, in, that he's done that. Um, you know, like I said, I, 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 it's not consistent enough for me to have three picks, uh, three, three picks, three of your picks go for touchdowns. It's not consistent enough for me. That means your accuracy is off and there's no communication with the receivers. Now, I just don't understand that. I just don't understand. At some point, we gotta go with a different quarterback, UNT. We gotta go with a different quarterback. As some, if this quarterback cannot get it done, and no matter how old he is, no matter what his history is, at some point, there has to be a change. At some point. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be happening this season, could happen next season, we don't know. But at the same time, this is my, not my dude moving forward. And I, and I doubt we take this to the next conference, which the next conference will, will be, will be handled. This conference, our goal should be winning a championship, which is not considering the fact that, you know, we, we got some quality opponents coming up, which I'll talk about later on. But the goal for the team is not winning a championship. It's not. And I'll tell you when I get to my final take. Number two, the running game. The running game finally got an opportunity after we went away from it in two, uh, the last two games. Um, you know, Ragsdale had a 16 carries of 119 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Attaway has six for 75. Uh, Ad- no, that's a day. I'm sorry. A day has six for, six for 75. Attaway, Oscar Attaway has 16 for 77, 71. And a little bit of, of a wildcat was seen on the UNT side. Um, just to mix it, just, just keep the defense off guard. And, um, and the, and, and the running backs did their job this game. Shout out to those guys, man. There's no way y'all should go, go, go away from the running game. No way. When you have three decent enough running backs to get you yardage that can literally win games for y'all. But yet, the last two games, we were focusing on Ani 
but the running game should come first because that's what we are. We are a running football team. Now, we're not, we're not, we're not that great, great at a team throwing the ball, but the running game has worked. And maybe you should stick to the running game. Maybe keep the defense off guard, keep the defense on the field. Uh, make sure they don't have a chance to sub out because when you have an incomplete pass, it gives a chance of defense to sub out. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of up, uptone offense. I'm not a big fan. You gotta do it effectively. You can't, it can't be like a, uh, you can't throw a quick pass and then goes for one or two yards. I want a quick pass that goes for eight or nine yards. That's what I want. But again, but again, the upturn offense for UNT does not work. I do think that um, they should huddle up more. I do think that the running game is working to their advantage right now. So shout out to those guys. Those guys did their thing. Um, it's unfortunate that you do you guys do not get the ball more. Uh, and I'm not the offensive coordinator. I don't. I don't. I'm not in those offensive meetings. I don't. I, I watch tape, but. It's up to your coaches to say, you know what, we're going to run the ball today. Or, you know what, we're going to throw the ball today, which the conversation should have had. We're going to run the ball today, guys. You better be ready. Everybody's going to get a piece of this. But they were ready this game. Number three, J.R. Shorter. Uh, the receiver, he's, he's putting in some great numbers. He had three for 52, three touchdowns, but they were not. The 52 yards weren't big numbers. They were all touchdowns. You know, like I said, FAU was playing, uh, man coverage and he, he was able to beat the man coverage one on one. And so Jair Shorter had, did his thing and shout out to him. You know, he's, he's dealt with a lot of injuries in the past and he came on this season, you know, had his best game. This is his best game of the season up to date. Now, granted, do I think he's going to score three touchdowns in the game? Absolutely not. Just depends what the de- how the defense is playing him, and we got you know Roger Burns on the uh, on the uh, on the outside that that can supplement him. Uh, so that's our two quality receivers. You can add uh, you can add uh, Jake Roberts, who's the tight end who had one catch this game, which is surprising to me um, that he had one catch. But like I said, it just depends what the defense is throwing out there, and so. So in this case, Jair, shout out to you. This is your best game that you ever had. Um, I, and I hope for better games moving forward. Number four, is the defense turning the corner? Now, granted, the defense gave up 21 points this game. The score was 45-28. You don't count the, the, uh, the pick six on the defense. You count the pick six. On the defense, I'm sorry. You count the uh, how many players plays they gave up. Uh, they gave up 21 points um, to an offense that is has a lot more weapons than you than us. But but I think I think I think the reason why our defense was able to win this game was because of the uh, of the secondary. And I want to shout out Ridge Tejada. He did his thing. He had two interceptions and he scored one. He scored, he could have scored a second one, but I thought, okay, well, maybe you should dive five yards out, Ridge, on that second one. But, you know, he, he did his thing. 
I can't, I can't doubt the man for that. He did his thing defensively. You know, granted, you know, they were picking on him a lot, but finally he came through. And so, uh, you know, is the defense turning the, the corner? I think, I think they still have some, um, things to fix before they turn around the corner. I do think that they shouldn't be giving up a lot more points. Uh, it's a lot. You know, considering the fact that you're the only team in Texas that has the same coach. Everybody has fired their coach. Everybody has said, you know what? We're going to bring our own staff and we're going, we're going to make a transition from here. But we kept the same coach. Uh, we, we may have, at, we may have changed some on the offensive defensive side, but, um, but do I think the defense is turning around the corner? I, I don't think so, but anything can happen moving forward. Uh, maybe, at, at, maybe after this bye week, maybe you get a couple guys back and we'll, we'll see if they're ready enough to turn that corner. Now, granted, in order to improve defensively, you have to have communication on the back end, like I said. Um, you also got to dial up more blitzes. Maybe you put, maybe you put like five or six in the box and maybe you, you force the, the team's hand. Maybe you, you make the team's call a timeout. Maybe you, you make them change the play at the line of scrimmage. That's how you're able to say, you know what? We're turning around the corner. And also you got to tackle better. And one, one technique that everybody in the country has got to work on. This is, this is all the way down for peewee football. Is that you gotta tackle two hands. Okay. No more of this one hand crap. Two hands on the defender and bring him down. That's what you call, you don't have to hit the person hard. You don't have to go helmet to helmet. You just gotta do form tackle. Lead with, either lead with his shoulder or, you know, it's like a bear hug. Give the defender a bear hug to bring him down. That's how you improve defensively. Tackling. Back in, you got to communicate. I mean, we I, in this conference, I don't see one legit receiver that can torture us. Now, granted, I don't I don't know the other team's biggest threat receiver wise, but yet it's like every game you you you, you come and it's like okay, well, Florida Atlantic has this guy, or UTEP has this guy, or uh, LaTeX has this guy. Or, or this running back. We just don't know until we lead up into that week. But, well, the people, the people that, people that, people, heck, even the players don't know. And the players watch, watch tape of the players who's going against and they're giving the sheet and say, hey, this player, this receiver can run a slant route. This player can run deep. This player can run a crossing route. We gotta be able to jam the two. Create pressure at the line of scrimmage so that the quarterback does not run out of the pocket. And we got to be able to tackle so that the receiver does not get a first down. And that's, and those plays there will work yourself out. That's how you improve defensively. That's how you don't give up a lot of points. If we dial up more pressure on the front end, like, well, like we should, then we don't give up 30 points a game. We can hold teams to under 20 if we're that legit defensively. 
And we should be winning this conference by a landslide. But I don't know what's going to happen in the next six games. You know, this team could go 0-6. This team can go 1-5. Who knows? Who knows? But, defensively, we got to work this out, man. Y'all have to be better than this coming out of the bye week. But th- does that mean the scheme has to change? It's up to you guys. Maybe you go 4-3, 3-4, cover 2, dime. Who knows? It just depends what, uh, you know, I want to see pressure. If I don't see pressure, that this team has no hope of, of winning games. And that's the thing. We can't focus on the offense winning those games because the offense won't give us anything. And I think teams are going to force Ani's hand. Ani, they're going to make Ani beat us. And Ani cannot beat us. I'm sorry, he can't beat opponents. I, I don't know why I say us. I'm on the UNT side, guys. I'm sorry. I'm on the UNT side. I'm not on the, on, on the other opponent's side. So, we can't force his hand. You know, he's not Peyton man. He's not no, um, you know, NFL quality quarterback. He's just Ani. He's just an Austin Ani. He's just a quarterback that we, that, that we all love. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate him. I don't love him either. You know, he has decent, he has his games. You know, I, I, he's not legit to me. He's just a quality quarterback. You just, you just gotta deal with it. Until they say, you know what, we gotta make a change. And hopefully that change comes soon. All right. So, oh yeah, and Rich said how to get the, the got the defensive player of the week award uh, for the conference USA. So shout out to him. So number five, my final take: UNT one, UNT forty five, Florida Atlantic twenty eight. Okay, now the bye week. Okay, whatever you do in your bye week has no impact on what you do on the field. Well, maybe it could. But the bye week gives you time to rest, gives you time to, gives you time away from football, allows you to do other things. Now, from where you stand, do you think that the bye week gives you time to say, you know what, maybe I can watch extra film on myself to get better, or maybe we can watch film to say, you know what, we need to get better as a defensive, as an offensive, as a special teams unit. I mean, I, I that 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 is the smartest way to do to do things like that. But, but I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind y'all resting for a little bit. I mean, you played what six straight games without a break, and you got blown out. You know, there's a lot of practices time in between. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, take take the bye week for what it is. The bye week is a chance for you to rest, to get yourself together, um, um, do other things outside of football, and that's that. And hopefully, you come back with a better mindset that you say, you know what, we're 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 out to win this conference. That's the number one goal we have to win, guys. We got to win the conference. That that's it. Like, and I'm talking about when we get to the title game, we got to win it. We're legitimate enough. To win a conference game, I'm sorry, to win the conference title, to get to a, a bigger bowl game. 
Like, we don't want no Florida Atlantic. We don't want no, uh, Western Kentucky. We don't want no, um, UFB. We don't want no, um, UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio to get this. When you have the, the highest, when you have coach, coaches, one coach was, was experience who's been there for seven seasons was out of conference title. Now, granted, you know, moving forward, do I think he's going to be the coach? Probably not. But the by, but at the same time, that's where our focus and my focus is coaches have to come up with a different scheme offensively. And I already talked about the defense offensively. Maybe you run more wild card. Maybe you run the ball more. Maybe you go with a three man running back. Maybe you get these receivers out in space. Something like that. In order for you to save your job, Seth, because right now what's saving your job is wins. Is wins in this conference. Now, non-conference schedule, I expect you to win games as well. But if you cannot win your conference, Seth, you shouldn't be having this job at all. That's why you see teams fire their coaches so early. Like, have you heard the West Costa coach? Like, his team got blown out. New, uh, I think twice this season, I believe. And he got fired at two and three. Now, all these teams are fired. They're, they're legitimate university. I'm not saying UNT is not a legitimate university. I'm saying these schools expect more. They expect more from these, uh, they expect more, more from these universities because they they always get talked about every single one on the national schedule. Scale, sorry. But I do think that you got to do everything you can to save it. Because right now, in my eyes, it's not, it doesn't look good all around. And I don't see one player backing you up one second. I want players to tell us the truth, guys. Now, granted, they're not going to say it in public. Maybe they'll say it on this podcast. And by the way, if you're listening to Denton, and if you're a player, whether you're a basketball player, whether you're a football player, whether you're a, what's that called? Whether you're a volleyball, any type of player, you want to come on here and say how great your teams are? <laughs> great your teams are? There's your chair right there. Actually, I got three chairs right here. You come on anytime. Reach me out on social media, Jamie Agenti. You can come on anytime. You tell me how great your teams are. Cause I have a different opinion for you. But Seth, you gotta do things, man. Six or seven wins for this team is not good enough for me. Teams who get six or seven wins fire their coach. They expect more. They expect a championship. This is not championship numbers when you go six and seven. Heck, you might win a bowl game. But it's not good enough for me. For or for other people that are passionate about this university to succeed. And this is my final take about the AD director, Warren Breaker. And like I said, if he wants to come on, he can. But Warren Baker, man, okay. You have not shown up in weeks. You only show up 
when there is a when there is an event going on. Like you showed up for this game because they won another game. The two no conference. That's great and all. But we need you to show up when they, there's losses. That's how that's how real the athletic director can get. When you show up when the team is down. Like everything that has fired a coach, the A D has shown up for the players. You have not. What 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 if the investment that you have is the investment taking our money? Is the investment um, adding more venues so that the team can be successful? The team is not. The team is nowhere near successful. It's not. And you only show up when there's wins. When there's losses, you don't have our back. You're talking about some other crap that's going on. Like show up when that when the team is down. I'm pretty sure you get more respect when you show up when there's losses. I never seen this before. I never seen an athletic director not show up when there's lot when when your team gets beat like this. Well, all I'm asking is I'm not saying in person. I'm saying on Twitter. Say you know what our guys fought hard. It's another loss. Well, by the way, a blowout is not fighting hard. A blowout means you gave them no effort whatsoever. But I expect you to show up, man. You cannot come out of the woods and say, you know, we're going to get excited for the basketball season. What is basketball? And by the way, I will talk about their basketball team later on. But for now, football... When you add two more venues on that campus, I expect you to show up every single time. Don't go up and talk about volleyball because volleyball is during the week. Don't go up and talk about golf or cross running because those are during the week. I understand you talk about, I understand you're, you're a university guy. I want you to support all, all and everything. I get it. But, but at the same time, when there's a loss, support us. Stop taking advantage of us. That's all I want. Okay? That shows me how real you are. That shows how how much you care about the, your university that, that you're trying to build. If you ask them, what's the future of the football program? My 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 answer, my answer to the football pro- program is you gotta get rid of the coach. We gotta hire a hard minded championship winning coach I says you know what we're going to be in the top two every single year in a conference we're going to be in a conference title game we're going to hire bowl games we are going to be we're going to get quality tra- uh, transfers we're going to get quality recruits in here to the point where in Denton they don't leave Denton Geyer uh, for Texas or for A&M they don't leave for uh, Ryan for you know all of the universities I talk about. They go to UNT, which is like five minutes down the road. That's how this team could get legit, legit again. That's what I want moving forward. Now, guys, we got six games left. Let's make it happen, man. And I want and I want to see improvement after this bye week. But I talk so much, guys. Thank you for listening and watching this show. Now, next week, 
the Rams play the Cowboys. Um, we're gonna recap that game, and I and um, I hope that you know. Well, actually, I don't hope, but I will give you my opinions on that game, and also we, we might get into a little bit of basketball a little bit because my favorite sport is coming back. I'm gonna tell you five things I expect from the season. But other than that, have yourselves a wonderful day. Uh, if you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, and I'll see y'all on the next podcast.